Hello and welcome again to Journeys in Grace. Hello, my name is Pastor Eric Hubbard, and today we're going to continue to study the scriptures as we talk about uh, what we should know, or things that you should know. And this is going to be we're going to start out today in the book of Romans, first chapter around the 16th verse, as Paul begins to talk to the people of God and any believer or non-believer for that matter about the good news and the message that God had given him. And let's start out now, in, again, in Romans 1, verse 16. Paul, Paul says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Apostle Paul first established the fact that he is not ashamed of this message that God had given him. Even Peter himself, who was known as one of the chief apostles, spoke and said the things that Paul had, uh, had the message of Paul at times was hard to be comprehended or hard to understand because this was a mystery that was hidden from times immortal and times past. And the Bible said even the angels desired to look in and see this favor that God was going to put upon men and give to men, not put upon them, but offer to them. And as we know in the book of St. John, as the gift that was described in John 3.16, how God gave his son. This is the message of the gospel, of God's gift to man. And my simple definition of the, of the gospel today is God's undeniable pursuit of man and his desire to treat us as though we never sinned. That's what the gospel is. Because when Christ died, he wiped away and paid for every sin that any man could ever commit. That's why when we come to God by faith, he receives us. Because Jesus paid the bill. The bill has been paid. The Bible says he became sin. It didn't say he did sin. It said he became sin. That's why every healing has already been paid for. Because by his stripes, Every disease, every sickness, everything that could come upon us, whether uh, as a physical sin or a physical sin, physical um, sickness or a mental uh, sickness or illness, anything that you could imagine, grace has already been appropriated and the gospel is presented through Jesus. For that's who Jesus is. He is the word. He is the good news. He is God's favor to us. And this is why Paul, my uh, uh, my interpretation of why Paul interpretation of why Paul was is not ashamed because if you can remember, Paul was of the Jewish nation, who had and who get, who were given the privilege of housing and and writing and being the keeper of the word of God. They are the ones whom God gave the Ten Commandments to and all of the laws, all of the 600 plus laws. And they are the ones that, that, that uh, as God gave them to Moses, and, and he made this covenant first with Abraham and then gave the law to Moses. And then he gave us uh, the prophets and, and, and all of those who came thereafter. They were the keeper of the word of God. And as we read this verse, the latter part that says that the gospel first came to the Jews, they were the one, the Jewish nation was the first one to hear the gospel because they were the keeper of it. And then it says on to the Greek, meaning to everyone else, all Greeks are considered in their day as, as, as Gentiles. To all the Gentile nations, to every color, black and white, and every color in between, to every nationality, for every that you could have named. If you were on the planet and you're breathing, the gospel is for you. 
But when Paul said he's not ashamed, what he was saying was that God had given him the gospel. He gave him the message. Again, although Peter was the chief apostle, the mystery of the gospel, the mystery that God revealed to man came, uh, the next mystery after the law was given to Paul, given to Paul. And as Paul began to preach it and people began to hear that my sins are forgiven. You mean that this man who was crucified, his crucifixion was for me. And this is what Paul said in the book of Galatians. He said when he was when Christ died, he said, I died. Yet not I. He said, I didn't. He said, I was in him when he died. He took all of my sins. He took all and everything that every accusation that could be made against me. He took it for everything that I have done in my flesh. I'm talking about me and you and every man that ever lived, uh, 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 that Christ that lived after the, the uh, death, death and resurrection of Christ. Jesus died for you. He died for you. And if we are to move forward as, as, as the church moves forward, whether, whether we choose to or not, the message of the, of, of the gospel of grace will circle this earth. Because it's the good news. That's what gospel means. It's the too good to be, almost too good to be true news that's been given to man. What God says, I'll take all the good of you, all the bad of you, the worst thing that you could do. That's what Paul says. He said, I'm the chiefest of sinners. The man that wrote the majority of the New Testament and gave and exposed the gospel of grace to all men. He was the one that was actually killing people. He, 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 uh, he gave the orders. He consented to the death of Stephen. And Stephen died a horrible death. If you read the book of Acts around the 8th and ninth chapter of the book of Acts, Steve was, Stephen was stoned to death. They took rocks and they killed him. They gnashed on him with their teeth because they could not, they, their minds were blinded. Because they rejected Jesus, their minds were blinded. And they killed this, this, this humble servant who spoke out and said, this message that has come in the person of Jesus Christ is presented to all men. And God has presented a new testament, a new will he has exposed to us. No longer will we live by the Ten, uh, uh, the ten Commandments and the 600 plus laws. They were fulfilled in the life of Christ. Now, there's, been, there's, there, there's a new king. The king of kings was born, and he spoke to the Jews and said, you consented to his death. But God, by his grace and by his love, has forgiven all. Because Jesus asked for the same. And he said, now, you, all of Israel, you need to hear this message of Jesus. You need to hear this message of Christ, the risen one, the resurrected one. And when they heard him expound on and preach on and, sp and speak on of, the, of what Christ brought, and because it did not connect with what they held as the, the message of God, they killed him and Paul was one of them that stood by and held their coats so they could make a good wind up and rock Stephen to death. This is the man who chased, he went all throughout uh, Judea, Chasing down um, men and women who held Christ as Lord and Savior. He, he pulled them out and had them taken. They were beaten. 
Some of them were killed because Paul thought he was doing the will of God. But now he said, because he came to the, to the light as he was on the road to Damascus, Paul heard Jesus tell him, Paul, why? It's, it's hard to kick against the prick. In other words, Paul, you're fighting against my message. You're fighting. You are fighting against me. And Paul humbled himself and God gave him through his own forgiveness. See, Paul had to experience this grace before he could preach grace. And that's why I think many today, why many we don't hear the gospel of grace, because many, don't, even though they're saved, they don't really understand that what Jesus did for them, that not only did he forgive them of sins that they did before they were saved, Jesus forgave them of sins that they haven't even committed yet. How can he, somebody say, how can he do that? How can Jesus forgive me of future sins? Because that's what he did for me and you. Jesus died 2,000 years ago. I wasn't born 2,000 years ago, and you weren't either. So every sin that I've ever committed in my life was in the future. So if Jesus can't forgive in my future sins, which they are, because he died already. Every sin that I've committed was in Jesus' future. And because he did, it didn't, it didn't make me want to go out and, and live the life of a fool as though there is no God. But it makes me fall more in love with him. The more I discover what he did for me, the power, the authority, the love that he shared with me, the privilege that I have to live for him, it makes me want to live for him more. And if you truly experience the love of God by faith through his son, it will propel you and push you to living for him rather than choosing to live as, as the fool would who says there is no God. Oh, there are many people who say that. They pronounce that, oh, I don't believe in God. I'm an atheist. Or I'm an agnostic. I neither believe in God, neither I deny him. I just believe we're going to go into nothingness. Well, I got, new, I got news for you. There is a God. And a matter of fact, I don't believe that you, even though you may say it, the Bible says, as we're going to continue to read today, and I hope that we'll get to this, is that you have the knowledge that there's a God. Although people may say, I don't believe it. I don't believe in God. I'm an agnostic or I'm an atheist or whatever they choose to be. You know, you came here with the knowledge because the scripture says it was revealed to you. I'm getting ahead of myself, but as we study this out today and, 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 and hopefully in future lessons, we're going to see that all men know. You know that there is a God and you are not him. You're not God, but you know there is one. Whenever people on a, you, something tragic happens and, and you never hear anybody call out, oh, Satan. Oh, 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 they all cried out, Jesus, help me. God, help me. Because in the inside, you know there is a God. So Paul says in the 16th verse, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed of the good news. I'm not ashamed of this message God has given me. For it is the power of God. This goodness of God. The book of Romans, again, we read on, it says, it's the goodness of God that leadeth men to repentance. It's not the fear of God. And I'm not talking about the reverential uh, fear of God, which, which we all must have. We must realize that God is holy. God is righteous. But he gave his holy and righteous sons for me 
so that now I'm draped in righteousness and holiness. Not in my own self. I have no righteousness of my own. I have no righteousness of my own. And neither do you. But if you're a believer, you ha if you have Christ living on the inside, you're as holy as you're ever going to be. When you get to it, get it moving to eternity, if you're a believer and you see Jesus, your spirit man is righteous and is clean. He's that new man. He stands ready now for heaven. That new man on the inside of you, God didn't create a flawed spirit, a sinful spirit, but your spirit is the one that God connects with. He's the one that receives the instruction from God. He speaks to you spirit to spirit, but he's got to get through to your heart. And that comes by us humbling ourselves and tuning our ears with the word of God so we can hear him. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and a stranger they will not follow. When we are connected with Christ through salvation and we open ourselves up to obey him and to, and to love and to, and to receive his instructions, then we'll hear him, his beckoning, his calling. We'll hear the call of the Spirit. In John 16, 13, I believe it says that this Holy Spirit, this Spirit of truth, this comforter, he said the comforter will come. And he, will, and he will show you things to come. The Holy Spirit comes with, and he dwells with us before we get saved. But if you want to walk in the, in the power of God, in the anointing of God, then what we have to do is then, we have to uh, uh, receive the baptism of it, the power, the anointing. That not only God is in you, but he's on you. And you're, baptized, you're immersed in it. But every believer has the Spirit of God on the inside. For again, the book of Romans said that he that hath not the Spirit of God is none of his. So when you get saved, you have the Spirit. But if you want to move in power, if you want to have that Spirit, the Bible says that uh, the Holy Spirit, that you shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover, that you can have the unction of the Spirit that will tell you things to come. Not only that, but you can uh, have as First uh, Corinthians uh, uh, 12 talks about the gifts of the Spirit, it comes with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's there for you. He's there for you. Not it. He's there for you. The Spirit of God is available. I tell people that, you know, you don't have to have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. If you just want to walk around and be weak and Satan batter you back and forth, no, you don't have to have the have you don't have to have the Holy Spirit, uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit rather, to be uh, to go to heaven. But most likely you're going to get there quicker. Why? Because you refuse to walk in, or either you are ignorant of the power that comes with Him. But let's move on. So He says, "For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first who were, again, who were the keeper of the, the, uh, of, of the word of God, and also to the Greek. For he says, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed. The righteousness of God is revealed in our knowledge of his gospel, of his good news. For when it, we learn, it's not my works that make me righteous. Not my good, the good things that I do. Not me volunteering to uh, feed the poor or me helping to uh, helping the old lady across the street. 
That doesn't make me righteous. But Jesus is my righteousness. I receive my righteousness from him. I receive my holiness from him. His holiness is not about, you know, how long your dress is and, and, and you being clean shaven and, and, you know, you're not uh, wearing, uh, as some would say, and even the scripture said, it's not the wearing of apparel or planting of the hair or wearing jewelry. That doesn't make a man or a woman holy. But it's the hidden man of the heart. That is, a, is, a, is where our holiness resides, on the inside. But we all know that scripture. Man looks on the outward appearance. But God looks at the heart. That's where the righteousness of God resides. Yes, the righteousness on the inside will, can reveal itself in the works we do on the outside. But our spirit man, he's ahead of us. He's already holy. And it's the word of God that works out of our heart. On our mind, will, and emotion, what we then began as as a, as we begin to consume the word of God, then we begin to learn who we are. Then we begin to grow in faith, and we begin to agree. That's what another uh, uh, definition of faith that I've come to know. My faith is my agreement on what God has said. Well, I receive what He said, and I believe what He said, and therefore I'm willing to walk in it. And when my flesh, when my spirit and my faith meshes with the word of God, that's what the power is. It's when I'm walking in the will of God and I'm realizing what grace has provided. Then with confidence, I can, I pray. With confidence, you can speak the word. With confidence, you can declare, my son will get out of jail. My daughter will not live the life that I live. But I declare the angels of God watch over my children. I declare you can be the poorest of the poor. You could have been born on the wrong side of the track. Nobody in your family accomplished anything. But the grace of God and the goodness of God and the favor of God. As I've said before, one touch of God's favor is worth a lifetime of labor. One touch of God's favor. You can struggle, you can work one job, two jobs, three jobs, trying to amass your retirement, trying to get all the money that you can get to stand through this storm that we see now coming on the earth. We see the COVID's here, and it's like, uh, I think it's a variant they're calling it now, where people are afraid and fearful to even walk out of their front door. People are so, they're so angry, they're angry, and anybody, many of them, they're taking it, they want to take it out on uh, any Asian person that they may see. They weren't over there in the labs of, of uh, Wuhan, but they want to take it out. We have uh, uh, much disruption in our own country where our, uh, our, the, the, the black and the white are arguing about the past. Child of God, what happened in this country with slavery, slavery is gruesome and awful. But as the black Man, I can say we must forgive and move forward. Yes, there's much in this nation that still needs to be made right. Many of the laws and many of the things that, that were placed in the, in, in the way of black people to keep them down was, was illegal, immoral, and should not have been done. But we have to come together, black and white, and say, okay, recognize what happened, 
How can we make it right? How can we bring forth true justice? Not retribution or, or, or revenge, but to say, how can we make this right now and move forward? But continue to look back 400 years. You will never, you can never pay my ancestors for what was done to them. You can never pay. You can't give me enough money to have lives and future snuffed out. You can't pay that back. And if you gave it to me, it won't do them any good. But again, I'm not saying that we shouldn't make things right. But I'm saying the heart of the believer must be that you know what? This did happen for black and white. How can I move forward? Recognize that it happened. But also say, I forgive. Now, what can I do today? To make things better for our children, both black and how come, and, and so that we don't carry forward the prejudice and the hatreds on both sides. And let's move forward. Not forgetting, recognizing that, you know what? There's some things we need to make right. And when we have the opportunity, make it right. But that's the gospel. Recognizing that the gospel says that we must forgive. As God has forgiven us, as Christ forgave us, we must give. But let's not be captured by the culture. And we as a black people, let's not carry the, 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 the bonds of, of what happened in slavery and take it into our future and make our children believe, yeah, uh, uh, that slavery is, is, is what happened to us. And I got to wear the, 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 the chains of slavery about my neck. That devil is a lie. I refuse to wear those chains. And I refuse to pass them on to my children and my grandchildren. But I believe by the grace of God, this was God is going to bring upon the earth. And I'm not talking about uh, uh, tsunamis and all of the evil things that we see. I'm talking about a new and a great revival and an awakening of this country to that God is God. We've taken them out of our children, out of our, uh, away from our children in the schools. We've taken them out of our, want to take them out of our law. They want to take them out of our government. We want to take them out of our business and even just common behavior of being kind and forgiving. But when we recognize who he is, that he is our father, that God, the father, the God that we serve is a loving God. And if I love God and love people, I fulfilled all of the Ten Commandments, all of the 600 plus laws. They are fulfilled in me. Receiving God's love, loving him, and then taking that love that God gave me and loving my neighbor and my fellow man. That's what things we should know. There's so much more that we will study and talk about. This is what we should know. There is a God. It's the goodness of God. Not the beating down of the lost and telling them who they are. They already know they're lost. And they already know they're going to hell. But I tell you, the goodness of God is enough for you. There's enough blood to cover your sins. There's enough power to bring you out of the depths of depression and remorse. And, what, and how people have rejected you. Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, 
and I will give you rest. I pray you have received something today. These are some things that we all should know and even come back to your remembrance. Remember where God found you and the same love that God gave you and shared with you. Let's share it with somebody today and let Christ be seen in us. This past day recovered with journalism and grace. Till we meet again. Have a blessed day.